Merry Christmas. Yeah, that. <laughs> Happy New Year. New Year's is the worst holiday. It's not even a, it's just another, it's another day, you know? I really like, think it is a terrible holiday. <laughs> there's no, like, time is a construct. Yeah. There's no sense in, like, separate, like, it's just, it's a, you know, I don't know. It's not really that, as, as we're, like, about to do, like, our year ranked. <laughs> yeah. Um, here. And honestly. But if anything is separated by time, then movies. Yeah. That's fine. All that the year ranked stuff has made me do is be anxious. So. Yeah. Okay. Because not only is it about to be a new year, but it's about to be a whole new decade. Which literally doesn't matter. It li- it doesn't. But for At some all. reason, I'm like, oh, that means I must discuss my decade of f- favorite films. Yep. And then I like started trying to do that and I almost had a panic attack and I just had to just stop. Yeah, no, because it hasn't been a decade that I've been a film fan, period. Um <laughs> uh-huh. I mean that's just a fact. It it hasn't yeah. been. I was 11 when this decade started. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Um I was about to graduate high school. <laughs> yeah, it's just um. it's not it, 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 yeah, I don't care to try and measure it in a decade. I don't care to try and make some cool edit. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about all of your mashups of all of the Timothy Chalamet moments. <laughs> I don't care about ribs by Lord. I don't care. Oh my goodness. I don't care about how the only clips that you use of people of color in film are of travesty mm-hmm. and we, we're very much subtweeting. I don't care. Right I'm done. And I'm over it. <laughs> and my New Year's resolution is to get off of film Twitter, literally. I'm very excited for my future uh transition out of film twitter and into hockey twitter mm-hmm. um something very exciting has happened the two worlds have overlapped recently the hockey player has tried to uh shoot his shot with anna kendrick i saw that and so i realized this is my in this is I'm your gonna, chance i'm gonna learn about this hockey player and then i'm gonna learn about his team and then that's gonna be my hockey team it's gonna that's it we gonna get you out of there i swear <laughs> I'm going to go into hockey Twitter. Where are you? What side of Twitter are you going to go to? I think I had to delete that whole stupid is... bird app. Every time I get <laughs> on the there, I get thing. mad. I I think I'm going to transition to like... film Pinterest. Oh, yeah. They're so creative over there. It's beautiful. Just, it's calming. They make a beautiful little edits. Nothing yeah. on film little Pinterest drawings. has ever pissed me off. Ever. <laughs> Not one thing. I've never gotten mad yeah. from getting on Pinterest. It only <laughs> betters my life. Uh, and Twitter gonna... actively shortens my life every <laughs> freaking day. <laughs> every day. I'm going to find, like, film. I don't even want to be, like, film LinkedIn. Like, I don't want to do all that. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> That's terrifying. I don't. <laughs> Just messaging don't Ryan wanna... Johnson. <laughs> Dude. I Congrats on your promotion. I know. I've been trying to, like, get Sean Baker to have my latte art as his profile picture for, like, the last week. And he knows that what I'm saying, but he's not acknowledging me. Mm-hmm. It's fine. 
we it's see okay, it. guys. We're gonna we're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. This might be <laughs> this podcast. If this podcast ends up being us discussing exclusively hockey and Pinterest art, don't it, just mind your business. Yeah, don't <laughs> abandon us, <laughs> please. Um, yeah. So that being said. <laughs> We are going to talk about our favorite movies of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and this year, um, I'm not going to lie. There, I thought it was abysmal at first. thought this was a uh-huh. really crappy year for movies. I'm sorry for dog mm-hmm. barking sounds. I'm at home. Is she, Yeah, she's home. It's fine. Back to being uh, Arkansas Sarah, I guess. <laughs> um, LA Sarah takes a break for the holidays. Yeah. So, uh, Who is L.A. Sarah? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know her. Um, she died during finals. Um, oh. Yeah, so... <laughs> no, I thought the beginning of this year was really abysmal, and then, like, it has slowly become one of... Uh, like, a really fantastic year, I think, for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, it's for me, it's been... Like, there have been quite... For me, there have been quite a few, like just absolutely incredible stunning like standout films and then everything else has just been like garbage yeah like it's there you know i mean once you've experienced 2017 you can't really go back you know dude i i was posting about it the other day on that stupid bird app i was like (laughs) we just didn't know what we had when we had it i miss it so much i do what a year what a year um yeah so last year a year ago yeah yeah a year ago mm-hmm. we uh posted our very first episode yeah of Rolls in Dece- like early december and we the first episode we posted was top five of 2018 and uh we still hadn't seen most of what would have ended up being our favorite films of that year uh when we recorded that episode mm-hmm. um which was a great beginner's choice on our part yeah um so this year we decided to wait just a little bit longer um and i think we are both maybe at the point where even the films that we have yet to see this year i like for me at least any of the films i haven't seen this year i doubt any of them would break my top five like i think yeah i've seen all of the movies that i ha- am expecting to be even in like top 10 for me um i yeah. don't think anything else can really break my top i think 10 it's pretty so i think it's pretty locked in there yeah so so you guys can trust like we we actually know what we're talking about this time (laughs) it's exciting uh because it is i had a lot more opportunities to see great movies this year um yeah most of these movies i saw in screenings that i'm going to talk about today which is very Mm -hmm. exciting um yeah yeah a very and we've both seen all of each other's top five i think yeah, were you able to watch no spoilers but spoiler were you able to watch portrait no okay <laughs> i also Great. don't think it would break my top five but okay okay that's fine it's yeah, pretty locked but... and loaded yeah same okay so um i mean let's like you want to just get into it you want to go first you want to discuss your we'll do kind of the same thing we did last year which by the way that's still our most listened to episode so great people love a list yeah people love a ranked a numbered list, list. <laughs> yeah people love a year in review 
Um, but this is our version. We're not. We, yeah. What if I just had ribs by Lord playing under <laughs> this entire episode? Just. Yeah. This is a BuzzFeed just list. In the edit. Um, <laughs> it is. Um, you want to go ahead and start with your number five, and then we'll go back and forth. And obviously, we probably will have some overlap, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't know your list, which is exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. my number five, I, I've been thinking about it a lot because I had another movie in my top five. Uh, that got edged out when I when I thought about it long and hard enough. Okay. Um, but number five for me ended up being Knives Out. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So I thought about it okay. long and hard. I mean, there are three, there's four, maybe even five, right? <laughs> like the other five in my top ten um, are just right. barely edged out by Waves. It's like Waves, Booksmart, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hustlers. Mm-hmm. Um, after... I thought about it. I was just like, Knives Out is probably the best writing and is uh, mm. so sharp. Every character, and there's a ton of characters, every character is Love a character film. fully realized and so fun. Yes. Um, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every single character is fantastic. Uh, and our king, Ryan Johnson, uh, yes. is just so wonderful. We said justice for Ryan Johnson, and he got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he, he is laughing all the way to the bank, baby. Um, <laughs> and we're so happy for him. We are. We're so happy. Congrats on your promotion on his LinkedIn. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he moved up. Yeah. Uh, um, Knives Out. Knives Out was great. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I love Daniel Craig's goofy... Um, southern accent yeah he the southern he, gentleman daniel craig <laughs> well he he did logan lucky and he did joe bang and he was like you know what mm-hmm. i kind of like this i think i'm gonna keep he's, this <laughs> ryan johnson's like no i didn't add, and he's like no 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 i want i want to do this yeah it says ryan the Johnson's gentlest like, no, you didn't need to <laughs> yeah in the script like, it no. said like he had the gentlest southern lilt <laughs> oh. and then daniel craig just went the f off just <laughs> my name is yeah. ben Dwa- benoit blank and, and and I'm like incredible. So, Benoit Blanc is like the the yeah. New Orleansy. It's yeah. so funny. It's so funny. it's so good though. Um, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every single character is so fun. Tony Collette's character is hilarious. Incredible. They just Love changed her. one letter in her name, Tony to Joni. <laughs> um, I I liked Chris Evans in this movie. I think he's great. Yeah. Our sweater king. A great sweater. Um, Anna de Armas is seriously like Oscar worthy. Like this, this performance yeah. is fantastic. I love the way he reveals each and every piece and clue of the whodunit. Um, mm-hmm. I love the. I love how the the rich family is always bad people. Like, um, yeah, like they. That's been this year. I feel like. Right? Like, this year has been very, like, kill the rich. Yeah. <laughs> like, three of my top five are... <laughs> the rich have no rights. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, we love yeah. that. It's, I, I think Knives Out is some of the best writing of the year. I think it will get some awards recognition, actually. I do. I really hope so. I, I think yeah. it will. Um, At least for screenplay, yeah. if not if not more. Yeah. Um, 
that is in my top 10 that's number eight for me and it's like again it was like it's very close like everything i feel like in my top 10 is just right on top of each other right it's so difficult i could rearrange it um, probably any way and it would look fine (laughs) that's what i'm saying it's like my top 10 is like so close and then everything outside of like top like 12 is just like uh yeah (laughs) like nah but like top 10 and up perfect like everything about knives out was so good are you gonna watch it oh this is one of those moments where i really really wish that you and i lived in the same place and i might cry because i just really want to be able to do this with you Mm -hmm. where ryan johnson um he did this with looper but he like released um his director's commentary on like a website and has said on the website he's like okay here, hit play when this appears on the screen. Like, go to the movies, ah. go see Knives Out, hit play on this audio when this appears on the screen, put your little earphones in, turn the brightness down on your phone so you don't disturb other people around you, and just, like, enjoy my free director's commentary. That's awesome. And it's such a good marketing scheme, like, mm-hmm. to get people to go back to see your movie. Like, that's incredible. Oh, yeah. But I get really sad that we're not together, because imagine us just waltzing into a theater and just next, sitting next to each other, watching Knives Out, and just listening to Ryan Johnson's commentary. That would be really nice. I wish we could do that. I want the mug. If the, somebody yeah. said on Twitter, on the Bird app, where it was like, if this was an A24 film, they would be selling that mug for $50 each. Yeah, and I'd buy it. <laughs> I was it. like, yeah. I mean, I want, <laughs> like I want they released mugs Christmas. of, like, their films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Sarah, you have too many mugs. Don't buy any more mugs. Yeah, same. <laughs> There's no more room in your cabinet. Don't buy any more mugs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one person does not need as many mugs as each of us have, so it's fine. No. Um, so knives out. Great. Yeah. That's that's a good that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I continuing on with the theme of like why are rich people doing what they are doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, is my number five, which is the last black man in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I haven't um, actually seen this movie, but it just came out on Amazon Prime. Yes. And Boyfriend and I are planning a um, synchronized watch. We did this with Crawl the other night, and it worked pretty well. Whoa, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) So pause. Pause. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't. (laughs) Of all the... (laughs) What's happening okay what so like we're we're gonna be gone from each other for like a month well it's like right it's like less than a month now i mean okay yeah yeah but you've been yeah yeah, yeah. we're seeing each other on the 18th so uh yeah (laughs) i so you i was that's not what i'm confused about by the way i was together and so we like called each other and synced it up incredible and watched it i think i also the like content i just want to make it clear the concept is not what i was confused about it was the crawl part that i was confused about it was like of all the movies that you guys were like let's just let's watch this together i was watching it and i was like i want to watch it too so i love that that's so great well, I'm so excited for you two to do that to The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, very different film than Crawl. I would say so. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, this movie, um, it to me, was very much... Um, so last year, my favorite movie of the year was Blind Spotting, as you all know, mm-hmm. because I can't ever stop talking about it. But to me, it felt like they were different sides of the same coin. Um 
like but completely different like they're so like the styles of them are both incredibly different whereas blind spotting is like fast paced and kind of doesn't give you time to breathe and it's like on to the next thing and the next thing and you're like freaking out the whole time and like in a good way um Mm -hmm. this movie is kind of like hey let's just like sit in this like beautiful sad space that we are in um and it's just i don't know it's incredible it's directed by joe talbot and then um this it i I don't know i maybe i should get it like tattooed all over my body like i don't know the best way Mm -hmm. to start an oscar campaign for jonathan majors Mm -hmm. um he is being recognized in the spirit awards which is the only award show that we care about here as you know what's an oscar um yeah which is yeah who oscar i hardly know her um that is the name of our episode from last year. Let's go listen to it. <laughs> Can't reuse that. Um, yeah. So um, Jonathan Majors is getting some um, some wonderful recognition from kind of more independent award shows and critics um, for his portrayal of the character of Montgomery Allen. And as he should, um, mm-hmm. Jimmy Fails plays uh, Jimmy Fails, and um, Jonathan Majors plays Montgomery Allen, and they together are just the two best friends that I could ever have. Apologies to my real-life best friends. So, yeah, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Give it every single um, award for original score. Uh, I, In the same way that last year I kept playing the score for If Bill Street Could Talk like in the background of my life just to make me feel uh, like I was living in a beautiful moment, I have been doing that with this score mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's just so beautiful. It's about just, it's just about Jimmy who wants to just live in the home that his grandfather built in San Francisco and his best friend is helping him move into this home, uh, that these white people won't sell to him. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just one of those movies where he's like, it's, 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 it's about finding home. It really is. And it's about finding out like where home is and who home is and what home is um and it's just so beautiful and there's like this uh this line in it where um uh someone is uh is on a bus and jimmy overhears them talking about the city of san francisco um and they're talking about how much they hate it and like they're just making fun of the city just surface level or whatever and he looks at them and says, no, you don't, you can't talk about San Francisco like that or whatever. And he says, you don't get to hate it unless you love it. Um, And if that's not how most of us feel about our, like, hometowns, like, that's Mm -hmm. just, ugh, it got me. And then it's just, you just know I love a beautiful story about friendship. And this is the most beautiful story about friendship. The friendship between Jimmy and Montgomery is just so beautiful. And I love it. And I would die for both of them. Um, and it was, um, really crucial in a series of drawings that I did this year of homes in films. Yeah, which are so good. Go check it out on Instagram. Thank you, but I love the home in it. Everything about it is beautiful. Um, cinematography is beautiful. I just, like, it was one of those moments where, you know, like, you're sitting in a movie and you just can't stop thinking, like, oh, this is special. Like, in your brain. You're mm-hmm. like, there's something, this is just so special. And that's yep. what this movie was. So, you know, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. You have no excuse. Go see it. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm excited. Um, definitely will be watching that tomorrow, so. Yes, tell me how that goes. I will do. Tell me if it's better than Crawl. It likely will be, but Crawl was pretty cool. <laughs> okay, great. Um, okay. It was, was better than The Rise four? of Skywalker. No, this is not. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I can't. I can't. Okay. No, it's okay. So, I'm like, I can't. I'm leaving the podcast. I gotta go. Moving on to my number four, which I'm certain is higher up on your list, so maybe we can okay. just talk about it together, Yeah, is Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Yeah. Where is it on your list? Two? I mean, it's it's one. Oh, it's one. <laughs> it's the one. It's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I didn't mean yeah. to spoil you there. It's okay. No, it's okay. Yeah. So we Little Women's my number it. four, mm-hmm. because I hate feeling happy and- the rest of mine are upsetting um, <laughs> movies. Like, this is too charming for me. Yeah. Um, no, so we both saw Little Women this weekish. I think you saw um, it earlier I, Yeah, I saw, I got to go to a pre-screening of it, and then I watched it on Christmas Day again, and then I also have a ticket to go and see it uh, in three days again. Daggum. So, I'm We're excited. a big fan. Um, yeah, so... This movie, I think, is fantastic. I think it's the best way this story has ever been told. Um, I mean, it's your number one. I feel like I should let you talk a little more on it, because... No, it's okay. Yeah, you can talk about why you liked it, and I will, and I'll just, I'll add to it later. Yeah. Well, we took my grandma to see it. Um, This Uh. is, yeah, this is her first Christmas without my granddad, so... uh, we wanted to make sure that she had something to do on Christmas Day, so we went oh. with her to see Little Women, I and um, yeah, she she loved it. Um, I think it's the most honest and like portrayal of these characters um, mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's because I love Florence Pugh or because I identify with Amy March, but I like really really loved her in this movie Mm -hmm. um and yeah identified strongly in that joe is kind of selfish though she's a dreamer Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and amy is a lot more you know family focused and will do what her family needs to get by um whatever that may be and i found that Mm -hmm. to be really beautiful um so i mean it, it i loved it um, I, I loved the editing. I loved ha- how it moved from the past to the present. Was beautiful. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. I thought. Yeah, um, I am gonna refrain from adding a ton of thought to this just because I do like kind of want to talk about it when we get to number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love that it made it into your top five. It makes me very happy that you liked it. Um, because well, I put it at two, story... and then I rearranged some things. Uh, there are mm-hmm, movies that mm-hmm. have stuck with me all year that uh, yeah. were ahead of Yeah, it it's hard because I'm like, because part of me was like, okay, is this my, I mean, I can talk about this more later, but I was like, is this my favorite just because I just saw it or because it actually is? And then I thought about it. I was like, no, it's, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it well, that's hard. Is, so, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I love it movies. It is hard. I like am very high off a movie when I get out of it, and then I, it takes mm-hmm. me some time to adjust it down. Yeah. Well, even, like, our, so our friend Zoe and I were talking about just, like, the decade list situation, Mm -hmm. and we were both like, 
most of my favorite movies on this decade list are from like the past three years like is that okay like is that really the case or is it Mm -hmm. just because it just so happens that my favorite things are the most recent things and like I think that that's fine like I don't think that there's anything wrong with like when a person has like an all-time favorite movies list and most Mm -hmm. of them are you know within the last three years I'm like yeah that's okay yeah there's (laughs) nothing wrong with that it doesn't make that like people are like where are all the movies from like the 1930s I'm like (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> and I, right. I don't know. I think an expansive knowledge uh, of movies is incredible, but also privileged. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I will say that to anyone's face. Um, but yeah, Little Women. Little Women, so good. I'm so glad it made it to your top five. Yeah, it is a fantastic movie. Period. Um, speaking of women, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, the rest of my movies are women, by the way. <laughs> just all good. <laughs> One through four is what, like, I got the last. They use she, not, her pronouns. It's not just, I was like, it's not just, like, the last black man in San Francisco. It was just the last man in my top five. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't get to, unless you count the small uh, German child from Jojo Rabbit, I don't get to a white male lead in my ranked list until number 12 with Marriage Story. Oh, well. And... I can't I relate to that, that but me. that's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just like, this is just how my list ended up being. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like looking at it like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Female X. Yeah. You know, Jojo Rabbit is a white boy. Um, the only one who matters. But mm-hmm. we're not talking about Jojo. Or I'm not talking. I don't know. Anyway. What's your number four? Fortune of a Lady on Fire. Yay. Um, a beautiful, beautiful beautiful movie uh we all know how much of a freaking french cinema snob i am i'm sorry Are you? um i am i hate i studied the stupid language for like seven years that is a useless I, language it you know it let me it you would say it's useless but sometimes i can watch timothy chalamet french interviews without subtitles so what's useless now <laughs> still french is that a use anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it is <laughs> because if you go to france they don't want you to speak french and they all speak english that's a good point they would prefer uh, you did not mangle their language and then no it's true nobody in it's, america speaks french so it's tr- listen in high school she was the easier teacher yeah. um so that's why i took her and then i tried to take spanish when i got to college and i realized that the spanish professor at my university assumed that everyone had taken spanish in high school which Yikes. i did not so i failed the class and i was like all mm. right we're going to french yeah so you know that's how i ended up here um i'm fluent in spanish and it is very useful yeah. i must say yeah i mean i'm not arguing with that <laughs> no french is absolutely much more useless <laughs> But Portrait of a Lady movies. on Fire. But Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I, like I said, I am a French cinema snob. I uh, kind of can't help it. Um, they were really like the first introduction into like, quote unquote, like foreign film or like just mm-hmm. um, non-American films uh, that I had because I had to watch so many. It, yeah. Like in French class. Um, yeah, that was, it was classes. the same way with, for yeah. me with like Spanish. Yeah. And um, yeah. Their movies are great teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a um, st- stunning 
emotional, beautiful film uh, directed by Celine Sciamma. Oh, goodness. I am so sorry. Do you speak the language? (laughs) That's a name. (laughs) I can't even say my own name correctly sometimes. Um, But it is about, it's, it's like, it's like we were presented the lighthouse and then somebody else came up and said, but what if we made it better? And instead of two men stranded on a beach, it was two women stranded on a beach. And instantly it was better. Uh Um, Yeah, and it's just about these... So it's an artist that gets commissioned um, to paint this woman who um, is about to get married. And her portrait is, uh, is her wedding portrait, essentially. Like, with that painting, she is giving her to her husband um Mm -hmm. and during the time that she is spending with her and during the time that they are this movie is about like seeing someone and like knowing someone and Mm -hmm. there's this incredible moment in the movie where um where the painter um marianne looks at heloise and she's like i've been i know you because i look at you all day because she's painting her and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm looking at you, and I know these little things about you. And then Eloise looks at her, and she's like, okay, well, if you're looking at me all day, what do you think I'm looking at? <laughs> she's like, I'm mm-hmm. looking at you. And then she comes back, and she's like, here are all the things I've noticed about you. And they show each other that they just, like, really know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fall in love, and it's beautiful, but then also heartbreaking, because, of course, at the beginning of the movie, you already know um, what is going to happen? You know that she is going to have to um, get married anyway. It's 18th century. France. I was about to like, say it's, it's a period yeah, piece lesbian a, film. It is it's not going to go well. There is no happy ending. However, if you liked the ending of Call Me by Your Name, in which um, someone cries about their unrequited f- fling while looking off into the distance as a beautiful song plays in the background. This movie also does that. So, right. uh, so we already love it. We love like a fire motif here, the little fireplace and lady on fire, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. And honestly, this movie, I didn't think it was going to make it into my top five. Um, I didn't even really think it was going to make it into like top like eight, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but the more that I thought about it, the more I realized. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And the more I, like, couldn't help but think about, um, it's such a quiet movie, you know? Like, it doesn't really, um, beat you over the head with what it's about. It's so quiet, and there's so much in the movie that's just, like, looks between characters and, like, Mm -hmm. silent, um, scenes, and I don't know. I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it, and so it ended up in my top five. I think things would have been different. That's amazing. I think things would have been different for that movie had, because I had a screening and uh, law school finals killed a lot of screenings for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I went to a Bruin Film Society screening, I mean, they had Portrait of a Lady on Fire. They had the trailer run mm-hmm. and it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I, you know, I'd really like to see it, but the screening came too late and I was like stressed and stuff. And so it didn't happen, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um but I will get around to it eventually. Yeah, um, and it's okay if you don't, but it is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and 
again, like I said, not only is, like, my top four, like, just women because mm-hmm. of the characters and, like, plots of the, like, this is also um, a a movie that, again, I keep talking about how it's, like, about seeing and, like, the looks mm-hmm. between characters and all that. There really is, like, the very obvious touch of, like, the woman's gaze and, like, the female gaze and, like, how it's not... Yeah. There is not a single like you like you know there are movies where they are like lesbian love scenes and it fully is directed by a man and you're like this is gross yeah this is not this is not I don't know what's happening yeah. but like this movie never ever goes too far in anything and always leaves you like understanding just how much these two women love each other yeah. without beating you over the head with anything and yeah that's the power of women my dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. I'm excited to eventually see that. Yes. All right. Um, Top three. It's getting serious. It is. What's your third? Oh, boy. Don't cut (laughs) my gems. My gems are uncut. What are rich people doing part two? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) um, Uncut gems is like one of my favorite theater experiences of the year Mm -hmm. it is a roller coaster ride it is so nuts um it has one of the most prolific actors of our generation and the best part of it is an unknown woman Um, right and uncut gems i knew i was going to love it from the moment i knew it was happening the safties are very important to me like, you were like, hey, guys, like, I'm about to see my favorite movie of the... And I was like, whoa, okay. Like, Which you knew. Surprisingly, it didn't quite pass right. out other, another two for me. But still. Um, yeah. Do not cut my freaking gems. Um, mm-hmm. This movie is about a man possessed by his addiction to gambling, his desire for the next big score, and his complete inability to... Um, to control himself or say no mm-hmm. um you are watching this dude make horrible horrible mistakes over and over and over again you're watching him be constantly threatened um by the consequences of what he's done and um adam sandler gives a career high performance here and i oh, i will agreed. i will absolutely say that without a doubt it is the best mm-hmm. i've ever seen him be Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not Sandler. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm not yeah. going, that's Adam Sandler. I'm like, like, he plays it so well. And I think yeah. I forget that he's actually a skilled actor. Because yeah. the <laughs> man... he does, what is he? <laughs> what? I mean, you respect. Know, he the, the dude, yeah. he goes, he secures the bag, he goes on vacation with all of his yeah. friends, and he films a movie while he's at it. While he's in Bora yeah. Bora, or whatever the hell. But, I, I mean, like, this movie, I was like, okay, this is... He is a great actor. Yeah. Um, but the, it speaks to the Safdie's writing that, yes, Adam Sandler is playing an over-the-top crazy character. Uh, he's nuts. You end up hating him by the end of the movie. And the person who rises to the top as a hero is an unknown actress. Um, his mistress in the movie. Yeah, his Ugh. mistress in the movie, Julia Fox, who plays a character of her very same name. Um <laughs> Julia uh, DeFlore? I don't know. Everybody's everybody's playing characters that have the same name this year. Dina Menzel is in this movie. 
Kevin, the most iconic role of this year, and Frozen 2 came out this year. Kevin like, Garnett, an NBA yeah. champion, is he does playing a great himself job. and doing fantastically. Yeah, he does a freaking great job. I was very confused. Oh my <laughs> I gosh. Like, wait. I was like, I was wait. Like, he's killing this. Because, like, okay, I don't know sports, right? So I was like, is Me he either. like a real yeah. basketball know, player? Right? Like, I was like, this is an actor playing yeah and then like later i've watched michael jordan act i've watched Shaq act it's not good (laughs) it's not it's not good (laughs) but kevin garnett is the best actor basketball player i've ever seen yeah as a non-sports person i was like oh who's this actor like this sorry guys (laughs) i mean this movie allowed me to see adam sandler punched the weekend in the face who would have thought we would have gotten that i mean like, god bless the, the safties can you imagine <laughs> yes. the balls to write a movie I... and be like and then adam sandler punches the weekend in the face and then like the movie starts with us going full into the anatomy of a gem and mm-hmm. out of the anatomy of a colon like what Yes. Like the second this movie started, I was like, "Oh, we're oh we're here." Okay. I was like, "This is we're sick." Good. I'm here. Um, yeah. And and the Safties have talked a little bit about like just the character himself that he you're watching it and every time he does something else, you're like, "No!" Yeah. You were yeah. almost out of the woods. Yeah. No. <laughs> the pure anxiety that oh. I felt during mm-hmm. this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, I I I couldn't. My butt cheeks were clenched the whole mm-hmm. time. I walked out sore because all of my muscles were just tense. Like I couldn't. And this is what they do so well. This is Ugh. this is this is what the Safties do so well. Good time did that for me. Yeah. And this movie was no different. Now I can't tell which one I prefer. Okay. Um. I think this Julia Fox not like put it over. I mean the top for you. Yeah, I think I think that's entirely possible. Good time was the first time I was like, wait, this Robert Pattinson guy is like a really good actor, even outside of the Twilight stuff. (laughs) Edward, yeah, yeah, Edward is like a really really good actor when he's given the material. Um, But Mm -hmm. I mean, this is my third favorite movie of the year. Period. It's yeah, mind blowing. It is such a good film and. I'm so thankful that it exists, and I actually do believe it will get some Academy Award stuff. I think that Sandler is yeah. has enough; he has enough goodwill from those big wigs at the Academy um, that mm-hmm. he he could get an actor nod, and maybe even you know. I think the release was perfect. I think A twenty four did a bang up job marketing this movie, dude. It's been their most profitable movie. A year. It's been their most yeah. profitable movie of all time. Um, yeah. And They're it's had the... A year, and, like, especially with this one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Good for and them. And I really, really think it could get a screenplay nod. Probably not a director nod, but a screenplay nod. Easily. And the visuals Which in this is, movie uh, are screen, so yeah, fantastic. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, it really... I, it has a very specific style. I think that, like, it definitely speaks to the Safdie brothers, just the way that they have directed this movie is so controlled, but it Mm -hmm. never, like, it never goes over the top. Like, this movie is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's chaotic. But you're on the ride with it. It's insane. But there's never a moment where, like, 
the whole time there was there was not not a single moment where I was like okay and they lost me like Mm -hmm. not once like they had like they were just had me in the pocket just the whole time um and I don't know I really love their world building a lot the whole movie felt like um this it was 2012 oh my gosh yeah <laughs> I was, was like, so good like an iphone one like what's yeah. going on here yeah um, um it and, was i mean it's incredible it's a lot like knives out and little women i guess this is my thing yeah. that every single character yeah. is incredible down mm-hmm. to the last henchman you know yeah. all of them i'm like oh thrilled goodness, with the, the receptionist at the at the auction incredible I'm, i love her um yeah. I mean, like, every single character is fantastic. So, yeah, Uncut Gems is my even, number three like, of the, the year. Ones, yeah, I was going to say, even, like, the characters that, like, the Safety brothers just pulled off the street or, like, off of, like, the casino mm-hmm. or the casino floor and were like, hey, you want to you wanna be in our movie real quick? Yeah. Like, they, they, they have a way of finding Uncut Gems. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. They are so iconic. I they do. Their style is incredible. I'm thankful that I live in a time where I'm seeing Safety brothers movies in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing them talk about their movie too. I like just seeing how mm-hmm. they talk about. And I was so movie. worried because I've seen, you know, and it wasn't necessarily their quote unquote sophomore effort. Um, they've, they've made other movies, but for me, this was like, I mean, they made heaven knows what, but that's pretty much the only one that's not like a short. Um, mm-hmm. And I was so worried that this was going to be just like us and Midsummer, where I was going to go in expecting mm. something great from yeah. a director that I adored in the lighthouse and, yeah. and be let down. Um, and that was not the case. Yeah. I, I think they've only gotten better. Um, I think they've only gotten cooler. I think they've only gotten more money. And I can't wait to see what they do next. And I can't wait to see that A24 logo Ooh. come up yet again. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's just continue with the A24 love. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to go right into my number three, which is The Farewell, directed, mm. written and directed by Lulu Wang. Yes. Um, there. So there's, before I even get into like the actual movie, I just want to say that I am so, any awards show that will put this movie in its foreign language category and not in just like a best picture category or any other category i just this i just want to like look them in the face and be like okay so like what does being american mean to you because like Mm -hmm. this movie is about an a girl who is chinese american and who returns to to china and she's there to kind of like help her family Um, in this crazy time where her grandmother uh, has been diagnosed with a terminal illness and the family will not tell the grandmother that she is dying, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And this this movie is about how... um, Family, but mostly about how this woman, Billy, um, played by Aquafina, of all people, um, is balancing kind of, like, what it means to be fully American but also fully Chinese... Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it does, like, to me, this is American film. Like, this is, yeah. like, the, like, looking at, like, I felt so seen in this movie. I felt so seen in the, uh, in, in the moments where, um, Billy 
would be talking to her parents um, just about like the life that they kind of gave up, the life that they were looking for, the life that they were expecting and didn't quite get when they mm-hmm. moved from China to America. And it's just, it's just, it's an American story. And it just so happens to be full of Chinese people. Um, yeah. And uh, that to me, I don't know. I just, I got really a little bit annoyed about how a certain awards show um, that when putting films in foreign language categories, can't put them in uh, best picture categories. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, we don't even talk about that award show anymore. <laughs> we don't anymore. They um, literally I'm... don't exist to me. I don't see them. <laughs> um, but it's again, like they don't the see female show... directors. What? Okay. Ooh, literally. Like, I just. Mm. We don't want to talk about it. I'm I, angry. Again, though. Props to the Spirit Awards, the only um, award show that matters. They nominated uh, Zhao Shuzhen, who plays Nai Nai in this movie. Mm-hmm. And this beautiful old lady is just, oh my goodness, incredible. Aquafina does a really freaking great job She's in this good, movie. man. She is so good. Like, I cannot remember a time um, that I, like, that a movie made me um (laughs) i don't i don't really know how like that a movie made me like question not necessarily question but just like force me to analyze kind of like everything (laughs) yeah (laughs) like growing up um in this like this culture this like fully asian culture of not acknowledging emotions um Mm -hmm. and not uh like the nuance of like asian families and the whole like you know, it's it's best if we don't talk about things, culture. Um, yeah. And when I watched this movie, I felt seen in a way that I haven't really before in a movie. And that just, I mean, like, we need we need stories from people like Lulu Wang. Um, yeah. Like, we need, we need her stories. And I wasn't ready for this movie. Um, and, but it was so good. And it has an incredible female character at the forefront who is all sorts like who is extremely intelligent and also very headstrong but also very uh sensitive uh Mm -hmm. but also very passionate but also very quiet but also very loud like it she just has layers almost as Mm -hmm. if women are people like she's Um, a human and (laughs) yeah and also though like this movie's funny like yes it made me cry about 20 times but just just the situational comedy of going back to a place where an entire family is trying to make sure an old woman doesn't know she's dying like mm-hmm. and then in order because of course the the grandmother is like well then why are you all here and they're like oh the cousins are they're getting married and the mm-hmm. only reason they're getting married is as a cover-up for the reason why the whole family came back to China. Yeah. And, like, just that in and of itself is freaking hilarious. And then it just, like, pauses from some really... Like, it'll go from... Like, I went from laughing and my stomach hurting from laughing to just instantly crying. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, a very... There's a scene specifically where Billy talks to her mom and she's... she they're like looking for an earring on the floor and they pause and take a moment and she just talks to her about like why why is our family like this like why won't you talk to me about your why aren't you crying this is very Mm -hmm. sad why are you not wanting to talk about this um and it's just so good it's beautiful and women be making movies they do 
Yeah. Um, what's you really interesting know it by the nominations, but they do. Yeah. What's really interesting about um, this and Little Women is that um, there's like an unprecedented number of PG movies mm-hmm. in contention for Oscars this year. I think that's yeah. really, I think that's really interesting. Um, I think a lot of the time it's been sort of like gnarly, nasty movies. That don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. they have their place. Life is gnarly right. and nasty. Um, yeah. But, like, movies about really dark or, like, gruesome subject matter. Yeah. Or, or just, like, really sexual or whatever. Yeah. Um, tend to get the most hype for Oscars. And it's funny that these, like, very pure mm-hmm. um, stories of just, like, family yeah. have come through this year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's very I interesting. That. I know. I um, love that. And a movie that is about unpure and bad family that is my number two of the year oh boy did you catch that segue that was good yep i gotcha um and i didn't think it was going to be but it has stuck with me so solidly i cannot stop thinking about Mm -hmm. it and that is honey boy Mm. um written and directed by or um written by shia labeouf yeah autobiographically about his life Mm -hmm. um is one of the most honest movies i've ever seen about trauma Mm -hmm. and just like uncovering how your childhood and how like your parent has affected you um and it's it's so honest and brutal of a movie and honey boy like has affected me deeply i haven't stopped thinking about it since i saw Mm -hmm. it really um yeah um, Alma Harrell does an incredible job with that story in a way yeah. that only, and like I keep saying, like Shia LaBeouf could have gotten anyone to direct this, you mm-hmm. know, like he could have tried to be like, I'll direct it myself, you know, mm-hmm. like he's not a director, yeah. but he could have done that. Like he, yeah, he could have gotten anyone. And he specifically was like, no, let's, let's get this woman to direct it because yeah. she adds a layer to it that, Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of this movie that's like metaphoric and um you know it's it's 90 minutes baby um it is (laughs) but there there are a lot of pieces of this movie that you can see are very metaphorical about Mm -hmm. his life um there's a repeated motif of him you know getting jerked up by wires um yeah on set yeah and um there's there's repeated motifs of like his father with this chicken, um, yeah. this this performing chicken. His dad is like his dad, who he plays himself in an incredible act yeah. of forgiveness. I found because it's not about painting his father as the terrible father that he was. It's about mm-hmm. seeing him, seeing him yeah. as he is. Um, he's not a good dad. He does mm-hmm. horrible things. He but deep down he cannot deal with. The trauma that he had in his life um mm-hmm. it's about how his dad was a bad dad and he you know could never handle anything and he turned to alcohol and drugs and then uh you know shia turned to alcohol and drugs noah jupe gives one of the most beautiful oh perform child performances i've ever seen just like incredible jacob tremblay who i'm sorry <laughs> um yeah just even the scenes where he's on the back of his dad's motorcycle um, mm-hmm. The scenes where he's interacting with FKA Twigs' character, um, yeah. 
who doesn't have a name, but she's like, yeah, essentially she's like a young, she's been prostituted, and they live mm-hmm. in a motel across from each other, and just the interactions they have are just like touching each other, like just mm-hmm. it, not even in like an explicit or a sexual way, just like he kisses her eyelids. Yeah, they've never been touched <laughs> lovingly. And they're sharing that with each other. And it's this beautiful, like, so heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. Um, It's this beautiful thing. Like, you watch, like, his dad reward him with cigarettes for doing what he wants him to do. Yeah. And he's this, like, he's a baby. And you're just, you just want to scoop him up in your arms and, you know, like, take care of him. But it's... Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> there's a whole there it's so funny too there's so many parts of this movie that make you yeah. die laughing and there's so many parts that make you want to sob and mm-hmm. but it is so it's not Shia LaBeouf like making excuses for who he became it, mm-hmm. it's about him not being able to handle what his life was and so through this film you you literally watch him break it down for you mm-hmm. and break it down for himself it's an act of forgiveness like even watching it uh, you can tell mm-hmm. that making this movie, it's it's very it's very meta because like mm-hmm. in the movie, he's talking about making. You the watch movie. him writing this yes. script for uh, the thing that you are seeing. Like Lucas Hedges is is writing. Yeah, who is fantastic too. Who, he's yeah, incredible. He really is just like in every movie and and never and good gives for him. a bad performance. And he should yeah, be like yeah, he's just <laughs> he's good. Like he really like that's the thing is he's good. Yeah, like. The little, like, nuances of his performance where I saw Shia in him, like, mm-hmm. as he was performing, I was like, that's a, he's talking like Shia, like, he's not, he's not doing an imitation, mm-hmm. like, that would be annoying. Yeah. He's not imitating Shia, he's, like, genuinely portraying the, mm-hmm. just the heart of who Shia is in this movie, and that was, that was really good. It's so intimate and personal. And it's like you can't believe that he allowed you. Yes, to see it feels his like something like you're that. not supposed to be watching. Yeah, um, you're like Shia LaBeouf, one of the biggest childhood celebrities, is allowing me to know this about his life. Like that yeah. feels wrong, but it is that it's there. He's doing yeah. it. Um, well, one of the quotes from it that like really hit me hard <laughs> was mm-hmm. he's talking to a therapist and he's furious. He can't stop being mm-hmm. angry. That is one of his main traits. Is he's constantly mad. And um, he doesn't really know why. And he says, the only thing my father ever gave me that was worth anything was pain. And you want to take and you want to take that away. And she just looks at him and goes, can I? And she can't. This movie is just such a plaintive wail. It's like something you're not supposed to be watching. Um, But in that, it's so beautiful and stunning and honest. Um, And yeah, it has stuck with me so hard. Like I yeah i can't stop thinking about it i want to watch it again um it's almost like like shia i don't even know like i keep thinking about this where i don't know if as he because sometimes you write just for the sake of writing you know and i Mm -hmm. i know he was writing already in script format in rehab because that's just kind of how the movie portrayed it but i i want to know if he knew that he was going to make this when he was writing Mm -hmm. but it felt like at least that he was writing just like his main purpose in writing was to get to to arrive to a place of truth and to arrive at a place of forgiveness Mm -hmm. and that like that showed 
where like absolutely it, it was very it, it was obvious to me that like his purpose in this was like i'm trying i just want to find the truth in like my childhood absolutely um, and then like watching it i just don't know if i can watch like disney even stevens is on disney plus Ugh. and like no that show like that show is what like obviously like that show was one of the best it was absolutely one of the best yeah. and i talk about um even like another one of his disney channel original movies in our Dis- decom ranked episode um mm-hmm. but i love him you know holes is one of my favorite movies ever yeah. Um, and but it is, this, it, you can't, it changes yeah, the way you I mean, look at all of it. It does. Like I can't, I walked out of honey boy and I was like, I just don't like, I'm thinking back now at like all of these projects he did as just a kid, a child. And you're just like, and he was, he is and was, and always like has been so talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's the thing. It's like, he, he acknowledges that like he literally casts Noah Jupe or, you know, he and his casting director and, and Alma cast Noah Jupe to mm-hmm. be an incredibly talented child actor yeah. in this movie because he knows he's like I did have a gift like my dad absolutely knew that he had a hot commodity and having his child be one of the best child actors ever mm-hmm. like that's I'm not shying away from that like that shying away sorry <laughs> um <laughs> no yeah but um, and, and yeah. you watch like videos of him on set being so compassionate and loving and yeah. sweet and the the mm-hmm. a, the activity on set was so like sweet between them yeah. because he knew like he knew what he had gone through and he wanted mm-hmm. to be kind and like you know help these help these actors who are portraying an incredibly different difficult time in his life and at the same yeah. time you're watching him do it and you're like man i don't know how he did this like yeah I don't know how he did this because watching it is painful. Like knowing, yeah. just seeing what he was going through. So yeah, Honey Boy is number two of the year. I cannot stop thinking Ugh. about this movie. So I, I don't think it's going to get the recognition it deserves. And that is a damn shame because Shia LaBeouf yeah. is incredible. Noah Jupe is incredible. Yeah. Alma Harrell is incredible. Everyone mm-hmm. here deserves some some serious recognition. Lucas Hedges is incredible. Lucas Hedges whoever, is incredible. Whoever is the the character um that's like his roommate in rehab, like yeah. I love that dude. Like I, I gotta, wanted him to be my best friend. It's uh was his name was it? I don't know. But There's not great. a picture I of felt, him on here. Yeah, every time that he was on screen, I just was like, you know what? Like Shia's Shia's gonna get through this like Shia being Lucas yeah yeah the uh, Otis there was a lot (laughs) it's like wait who's wait uh, yeah but it was is yeah it's a beautiful beautiful um so my number two I don't really have to talk about a lot because uh we did a whole episode about it with we are rotten (laughs) you guys can just go back and listen to uh, our book smart episode (laughs) Um, yeah so uh we love her it's incredible that Booksmart was at my number one uh, all year, all the way until I watched Little Women. Um, it held on. Like, this this movie came out in, like, March. Like, this movie yeah. came out. Same with The Farewell. Like, yeah, like, this, yeah, like, those, those two have really hung on for the mm-hmm. long haul here. Um, and Last Black Man in San Francisco came out very early this year, too. Um, that just, like, kind of goes to show how much these movies have stuck with me. But mm-hmm. Booksmart 
as you all know, <laughs> about two gal pals uh, in their last day of school before graduation and mm-hmm. just figuring out what it means to uh, be themselves outside of this codependent friendship, um, mm-hmm. to be both smart and funny, uh, yep. to be, yeah, and so... The thing, again, about uh, my list is that it is very female director heavy, uh, and also uh, what's not very female director heavy is those uh, nominations for that one award show that shall not be named. Literally, Um, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So, uh, it's annoying, because Mm -hmm. women have been creating such great movies this year and every year, but, like, this year, there's no excuse for ignoring them. Like if it's one of those things where it's like this year of all years, if you don't recognize female directors, then you're just being misogynistic. Like there's no way around it. Absolutely. Booksmart is one of the greatest films ever created. And it's, it's just one that I keep going back. Like again, because this came out super early this year. Um, I have just watched it over and over and over and over again. And, have loved it every time and it's become a bit like comfort food for me at this point Mm. um I feel like Molly and Amy are my friends and I feel like this entire I just I I rant about this uh every year all Mm -hmm. year but uh it is ridiculous that the Academy Awards does not have a category for casting or uh casting director or ensemble cast Mm -hmm. um because this film uh has the most incredible ensemble cast ever made up of um these kids who like d- aren't even really actors um mm-hmm. which is wild uh but yeah this you you all know how i feel about this the only thing that i really have to say new about this that you can't listen to in our previously recorded book smart episode is mm-hmm. that while i was in la visiting handloader we watched it together um, after having spent the entire day dressed as Molly and Amy, taking yep. photos, uh, recreating scenes from Booksmart as Molly and Amy. And mm-hmm. that was so freaking special. Yeah, um, it really was. To be able to watch Booksmart with you was a great time. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> was special. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, again, that movie has been at my number one. Like, it's all, it literally has only been at the number two spot for, like, two weeks (laughs) because uh it was dethroned and that just says something to that movie like that movie is has just held on this entire year and i'm so thankful for it i'm so glad it exists olivia wilde god bless way uh congratulations for all of my top five for making it onto um barack obama's (laughs) (laughs) favorite actually i think so i think portrait was on there i don't know i'll have to double check yeah you guys if i'm well uh, his gems are cut so (laughs) whatever um all right i would drum roll my top number one but y'all literally already know what it is same here like we're (laughs) go for it (laughs) it's parasite and i think it's the best movie of the decade period (laughs) Um, go listen to our uh indie film roundup episode yeah uh parasite (laughs) is the most well-written movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it is truly an incredible, um, no matter how you feel about whatever, it's an incredible mm-hmm. critique of capitalism. 
Oh, um, absolutely. Bong Joon-ho, in this movie, creates very sympathetic characters that once they get a taste of the good life are so ready to Ugh. oppress whoever they can that yeah. they perceive as below them the second they get a taste of money, a taste of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's clear that he has had this movie in his heart and in his mind forever. Um, yeah. And it's just now being given to us as a blessing. Um, I, I, It is the number one best rated film ever on yeah. Letterboxd. It beat out The Thank Godfather goodness. and Good Godfather Riddance. who? And who Good Riddance, I say. Huh. Um, yeah, Parasite is truly a masterpiece in every sense of the word. There's not one yeah. thing I would change about it. It is stunning. It is Yes. Passionately made. I wish I spoke Korean so that I could understand it in the original language, but damn it, it's still yeah. that good. Um, just a fascinating piece that I think should be and will be studied for years to come. I've watched it yeah. like five times. I would like to watch it more times. Um, oh my goodness. It means so much to me. Um, yeah. And I, I, I will leave it at that and say that Bong said it best Cinema. when he said, um, I tried to make a movie about a very particularly Korean sentiment and it resonated with people around the world. And I think that means we all live in one country called capitalism. Amen. Um, he said it. It's incredible. And he should. Yeah. Um, that movie, so close to my top, that was number six for me. I um, truly which, hope of course, I... it gets some recognition. Yeah, at, at I, I, I absolutely, I love this movie. It just so happens that I just, like, personally liked movies more, but this is a perfect movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, it is, that's the, the kind of list I have, where it's, like, it's a perfect movie, and it's number six on my list. Like, yeah, dude. But it's perfect. Booksmart's number um, seven. That doesn't mean I don't love yeah, it with every I know, fiber and of it's my like, being. Yeah, it's, it's right. It's on my list in what I like to call the, like, kill the rich block where it's <laughs> yeah like, it goes three <laughs> from five days it literally is like last black man in san francisco parasite ready or not and knives out hustlers. Just like, yeah hustlers. hustlers is over there too like it's down here it's like just get rid of all of them um i will say this yes parasite deserves everywhere like i will even though it's not like my personal favorite of the year this needs to win best picture um and if it doesn't, which because of how we know the Academy, it probably won't. Um, but if it doesn't, at least we get Bong Joon-ho press tours and we yes. get him being him. In, I love uh, that man. Just being angry at uh, award shows because people are clapping so long and he's like, I just want to go get dinner. Mm-hmm. He's like, why are we all giving a standing ovation? I'm hungry. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> He's like, please stop clapping for me. I'm. I need food. Uh, and I love him. I love him. I love him so much. Uh, all right. Good cho- That's a good one. We yep. all knew that it was happening, but it's you know it's not any less exciting. Exactly. So, yes. I I love it. I love it. I love it. Um. Yes. I love it. Uh, surprise! Little Women is number one. Woo! Um, <laughs> I know it's all uh, very unpredictable here. I like to keep things uh, surprising. I like to give Spicy. a little twist and turn here on the podcast. Um, Little Women. I knew. Okay, this was my most anticipated of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I would love it 
didn't think it would be my favorite just because I was like, this story's been done many a time. Mm -hmm. There's, there's no way it's going to be my favorite. And, you know, all of the rest of the films, you know, even in my like top, my, my top nine are all original film. Well, a Jojo Rabbit's an adapted screenplay, but it's so crazy different from what it's based on that, you know, it's its own thing. But, um, I guess every other film in my like top eight is definitely an original screenplay um mm-hmm. and i was like you know i just love original stories or whatever but like little women's been done and i know greta gerwig yeah i love her but you know mm-hmm. Saoirse, i love her florence ah timmy laura darna all this stuff but mm-hmm. like gosh dang it i grew up with this story um and i know like this is like every single freaking girl says this but it's like i grew up with this story louise may alcott gave me joe march and taught me that i could be in like yeah like everyone says it but like i'm just gonna say it again Mm -hmm. because um it felt like reading this story um in my uh it would have been like anywhere like intermediate school so like third through like fifth grade years um Mm -hmm. i felt like I was given permission to be the way that I am because of the character of Joe March. Mm-hmm. Um, and Louisa May Alcott, it felt like she gave me her. And then, um, and I felt very seen and very, this is, this is incredible. You know, there's this character um, that exists that gives me permission to be who I am. And then um, mm-hmm. in the glorious year of 2017 that we have discussed already, is uh was i was given the character of ladybird which as you know um yeah. i also just heavily heavily feel seen by greta yeah. and sersha giving me that character and then just like full circle greta and sersha gave me their version of joe March. and timmy um yeah yeah and it just it just like it elevated it in a way that i wasn't expecting it to yeah um and even more unexpected is that my most not hate i didn't hate her i just didn't ever care for amy march as a literary character mm-hmm. um well no i appreciated her as a literary character that is but you didn't like her said that yeah i just didn't i was because i felt like i was joe and i was like oh and amy is like the perfect foil to joe mm-hmm. and florence Pugh made me love her Amy March is written better in this movie than she ever has been before. She's written in an Um, understanding and compassionate way. It's interesting because, like, she's written in this movie like she was written in the book, but somehow it got lost in translation in all of the adaptations, Mm -hmm. and they kind of went back to the original kind of, like, spirit of Amy March, I think, that, like, Louise May Alcott gave her, where, like, she always meant for her to be like this. It's just hard when... It it's I think in the way that Greta introduced all of the girls as adults, like when you introduce like when you meet someone as an adult, it colors how you see you know their childhood. It's very different when you have kind of like met someone as a child and have grown up with them and seen them become an adult, and then like you know the friends that you meet as an adult, and then they tell you about their childhood, and it just colors everything differently. Yes, um, the way that Greta wrote this script change like almost it just adds another layer to this movie where it is no longer just about growing up it's more about being grown up and how you look back at your childhood mm-hmm. um whereas little women has always been yeah little women's always been like a coming of age growing up story and Greg Ger- is like they already you know came of age how'd they get here 
right what you know what makes you who you are as a person also when you look back at your childhood is that really how it happened or is that just how you imagined it to happen yeah um and then like can't talk about the ending enough and how Greta Gerwig gave Joe March the ending that Louisa May Alcott would have wanted um, I loved that and yeah and it um, it was incredible and you know leading up to this movie because any Enneagram nerds out there I'm an Enneagram type five uh leading up to this movie I read a book um and it was it was a book called um, Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy, and it just talked about the cultural impact of Louisa May Alcott and about her um, being a female writer in in the age of, you know, Walden being, mm-hmm. like, the most praised, like, novel uh, written by her, like, next-door neighbor, <laughs> and how she's like, no, but I wrote, you know, this, and, like, I, it's just, like... Um, I don't know. It, it, it aided my viewing. Um, it added a level of it that, to it that I, I don't know, I just really, really, really love this movie. And I cried a lot both times seeing it. I've read the script three times already and it's just like, Greta deserves so many awards for the way that she adapted this story Mm -hmm. into what it is. And it's not even, she didn't even, people keep saying like this is a modernized version of this story and it's not no like pbs tried to do that already like a modernized (laughs) version of this and it's not good um the point to period pieces is like not that you need to modernize them for you as a modern world to relate to them but Mm -hmm. you keep them very much in that period and in that time and, and make you realize, it universal. Oh, nothing's yeah, and you're like, oh wait, nothing's changed. Taylor Swift yeah. still doesn't own the rights to her songs. Yikes! Yep. Like, it's just it's so beautiful. Timothy Chalamet. Yep. He does yep. the Francis Ha <laughs> twirling move. He does. And I like shrieked out loud. I was like, oh, uh, Greta. <laughs> I know. I just I'm so thankful for Greta Gerwig. Just period. I wrote when I when I um <laughs> when I first uh went and saw this movie. I was I wore my Greta Gerwig shirt from Girls on Tops mm-hmm. and I'm so glad I did yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so Little Women Merry Christmas world Merry Christmas world I, I did see it on Christmas Day that was a good experience um to hear Merry Christmas world from Joe March <laughs> you know it's you're just like yes yes Merry Christmas um, all right our so, yeah. final BuzzFeed quiz of the decade final Sarah quiz of, the, of the decade wow BuzzFeed wow um, I, I know that, I think we both have taken this quiz because we are, um, BuzzFeed hoes and I'm you know, sorry <laughs> about it. Um, but we're taking it on the you, air and we could, or would you like to take this from the perspective of a character, um, that we have discussed? Are you trying to get me to take it from the perspective of Joe March, you little women? <laughs> no, I wasn't going to ask you to do that. I... <laughs> I mean, because if we each take it, we'll be Incredible. taking it from Joe and Amy's perspective, basically. I mean, we could if you wanted to do that, or I was gonna be like, we can, um, we can take it from the perspective of like a Knives Out character, or like oh. a Parasite hmm. character, or or like hmm. anyone. This is or mm-hmm. it's crazy how like uh, you're Amy and also Amy in my top two oh. movies of the year. I, I am very Amy-ish. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, we can take it as ourselves, though, if that's let's, like... Let's be us. Let's be us. 
<laughs> we can be us. It's our okay. anniversary. I'm so happy I get to do this with you. Well, and I would like to know what 2019 movies oh, we are. Yes. Okay. Even though I've already taken this, the results could change. It I could change be, every day. It could day. change. We know how BuzzFeed is here, guys. We do. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So, we are each going to choose a phrase from 2019. Um, okay. You want to just, like, say which one you're choosing? Yeah, the phrases um, are, sorry to this man, I'm baby, and I oop, I don't know who needs to hear this, I just took a DNA test, and it shows, no man has all three, hey kids, spelling is fun. <laughs> one would think that I would choose hey kids, spelling is fun, because Taylor Swift. But, but so no, bad. We're, yeah, I just, I don't know who needs to hear this. It's, uh, I it's like this that. generation's to whom it may concern. <laughs> That's true. Um, so... Yeah, I think for me, it's probably and I oop. Mm. You do oop. I do oop. <laughs> okay, choose a random celebrity photo from this year. Adam Sandler dressed as a piece of toast. Dua Lipa carrying two pumpkins. Liam Hemsworth taking a spill off of his surfboard. Ashley Graham losing her hat. Rihanna in feathers. Shaq about to jump into the ocean. Justin Bieber falling off a unicycle. And Michael Douglas using FaceTime. <laughs> Uh, the chaotic energy in all of these. I photos. am Sandler as a piece of toast. Um, <laughs> now that I've seen uncut gems. Now that you see, yes, uncut toasts, mm-hmm. um, unsliced bread, if you will. Um, I the the energy of Michael Douglas on Facetime. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, uncut That's toast me. makes me happy because I just rewatched Captain Marvel the other day, and uh, Fury ah. can't eat toast if it's cut he diagonally. Can't eat toast if, yeah. You are Michael J- Douglas using FaceTime. I know. <laughs> That's what I look like anytime you and I record a podcast. <laughs> Just picture that anytime. Okay. Choose a song from 2019. Oh. These are um, not good, but it's fine. They're not, but I'm gonna choose Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Oh, I was gonna choose Bad Guy. That's okay. We can both be Bad Guy, and when it we gives us the same bad. movie, we can be irritated. Yes. Yeah, um choose a tv show from this year what the heck is tv i don't know literally i don't know her the mandalorian pen 15 the morning show euphoria the umbrella academy politician russian doll and the boys i hmm this is hard for me because i loved euphoria it'd be so easy i loved euphoria but i've been watching the mandalorian i really like it too oh i have not seen a single second of any of these (laughs) i've seen lots of baby yoda Lots of Baby Yoda, and you send me a lot of Zendaya clips, so... I'm gonna pick you for it. You're, you're pick... Okay. Um, I... Uh, Euphoria is the first time in years I've actually, like, waited for episodes to come out and watched them uh, the second they come out. I don't know anything about television, but just because this has been, um... I don't... But I also don't want to... Uh, I'm going to choose The Mandalorian just because, like, it seems like the most widely accepted Star Wars uh, installment to come out of 2019. It's very good. You know? (laughs) Okay. Choose a trend from 2019. TikTok, Keto, Marie Kondo, Climate Strike Fridays, Vibe Check, Hydro Flasks, Visco Girls, and Beyond Burgers. These are such a variety here. Climate Strike Fridays is so much more important than all these other things. I know. I was like, you went to a climate strike, and I also would like to... It's climate strike... Yeah, yeah. I love that, like, Climate Strike Fridays is right next to Vibe Check. <laughs> like, what is, <laughs> what is this? That's a little sketch. Um, um, I'm actually going to say Beyond Burgers because I have stomach problems. Mm. 
I'm gonna say Visco Girls because I will forever be on their side and they don't deserve to be made fun of just because they like things that they like. Amen. Um, finally, choose a look from this year's Met Gala. And we've got Lady Gaga, um, that was Cardi B, yeah, Aquafina, Zendaya, Sersha Ronan, Jared Leto, in parentheses, and his head, mm-hmm. Billy Porter, and then Kendall and Kylie Jenner. Ew. I Kendall mean, and Kylie off this stage. I'm picking Lady Gaga because her, th- her like, four mm. looks was the sickest thing I've ever seen. It was. I am picking Jared Leto because like, I love chaos. Yeah, <laughs> and, holding his own head is pretty sick. Uh, okay, I got a different movie than what I got when I took it earlier. Me too. Did you get the same one? I got a oh, different one. Oh, okay. What'd you get? What if we both got the same different one? I would be so mad. <sighs> that would be annoying. I got the movie I'm okay. about to watch with my mommy. Oh. I got Hustlers. You know exactly <gasps> what you want, and you know how you're going to get it. You're a tough worker by day, but are an absolute blast by night. The world is yours for the taking, and you steal Richmond's money. I didn't say that. Or it doesn't say that, but, you know. <laughs> it's okay. Also, it was your best instant review of the entire year. Applaud you for that one. The chaos um, that was, was there. Incredible. That was um, before guys, if you... law school stole my joy. Yeah. Um, if you don't already, please uh, look at our follow. Uh, not follow. Just subscribe Patreon. to Patreon. Look at that. Um, for like as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, watch Han Lozier create an entire skit of her seeing hustlers and becoming changed forever by I that got bad film. bitch disease. It Incurable. was incredible. It was so wonderful. Um, so I got. Us by Jordan Peele. Oh, um, I know <laughs> you have an unspoken duality to your personality and can charm others with ease. You are always finding excitement in your life and are always down for an adventure. Well, what a way to describe that movie! Excitement and adventure. <laughs> I guess they had to be nice to you. <laughs> what is this? Um, I'm cool with it though. Yeah. Just, uh, like, it wasn't in, like, either of our lists, but if Lupita does not get recognized for, I mean, we know the Academy is scared of the scaries, but dang it, she deserves it. Yeah. All right. Hustlers and Hustlers. That's right up there with your pun. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know, you're right. Um, (laughs) Thank you for this year. Yeah. Thank you for all the craziness that we've been through together. Yeah, <laughs> it's been I'm a so... wild one. It has. You it moved truly to has. L.A. Um, yeah, I moved to L.A. this year. It feels like the longest mm. year of my life. Same. Um, but in a, a good way. I got a new job. I um, started going to therapy this year. I Yeah, there's been a lot. This has been a year, and we made it. We did. Happy New Year tomorrow. Well, not like tomorrow when this episode comes out. Yeah. Happy New Year, guys. Um, Don't let the diet companies and the ads about resolutions tear you down. Know that you have been great all of 2019 and you will live without changing, you know, fundamental parts of you. Uh, You shouldn't feel guilty about the holidays and your enjoyment of food. It's so much more important for you to just like make daily choices that make you happy rather than feeling guilty a month into the new year about not achieving something that everyone else has told you you should achieve. So you know what? Yeah. We are not making any weird, stupid goals. Your visions for the future are, they're in 2020, baby. 
something. Oh, I don't boy. know. Literally, okay. someone take the mic away. <laughs> um, I am not going to make a see you next year joke, because uh, that's lame. Uh, but yeah. see you next decade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see you next year jokes are so 2019. Hmm. It just, we can't stop. We really, we need to. Someone, someone take the mic away, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, so visit us on patreon.com slash cinema rolls pod if one of your resolutions happens to be supporting. Um, yeah. No resolutions independent except creators. For <laughs> um, yeah. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for an insanely good Yay. first year. Um, we will be back in 2020. With uh, more great, more of this. stupid puns and maybe wonderful we'll get hot better takes. in the new year. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. I'm not making a resolution to get Probably better, not. so we'll see. I know. I mean, a bunch of awards show rants are going to come up, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, pals. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. What movie are you excited about? I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Grudge remake. I'm just kidding. Nobody's oh, excited goodness. for that. Um, it's going to be The Last Black Man in San Francisco when I see it tomorrow. Oh, so. God bless. Um, mine's, uh, I, I can't stop thinking about how Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are going to make Barbie with Margot Robbie. <laughs> what is the reason? That's, <laughs> that's what we're expecting in the new year, guys. And I'm so excited. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, dudes. Bye. That's how the cinema rolls. That's how the cinema rolls. <laughs>